Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust issues. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to get old, yo. What up, yo? Trust issues presented by You Heard Me Podcast. <laughs> it's Dez. Checking in with the flock. It is Friday, November the 5th. It's 5.03 on the East Coast. Make sure you follow on Twitter and Instagram at you heard me dog at you heard me D-A-W-G. Real quick mid-season check-in. Coming off the bye. Got Minnesota this week at the bank. Um, and this is pretty much before we start our hell run. Um, as far as the schedule is concerned, um, for the back part of the season. And I don't know what's going on with the team, man. You know, the Ravens typically come out strong after buys. They typically come out strong in week ones and situations like that when they have some extra time on their hands to prepare. Um, the team was so inconsistent for the first seven games that it's really almost impossible to make any strong predictions other than it's going to be unpredictable at this point because they just don't seem to um, have an identity yet. and Or I should say they don't seem to have a positive identity yet, sadly. Um, because what I can glean from watching certain games um, is the same type of patterns and it's, it's some of it's it's the it's some of those years where it's just like damn yo like we just can't convert third downs like we can't get a pass rush or you know without blitzing and just you know it's just becoming a broken record here in the back half of the Harbaugh era is you know we kind of just have a ceiling every year um this year it looks like it's going to be protection and blocking period. Um, I really want to believe that the blocking shit is worked out after the bye week, after some time to reflect, after uh, an ability for them to settle on who's playing where. Um, because, you know, I don't know what Ben Cleveland's status is going to be coming up soon, but they said his injury was not season ending, which is good. But um, every time somebody was going down in those games or you know, even when guys weren't getting hurt, they were rotating powers and Cleveland in like every other drive. And, you know, obviously some of that is a function of Cleveland getting hurt during the preseason and powers not really establishing himself. Um, but now that Mackery got hurt in the beginning of the Bengals game, which we saw um, the impact of that, which is crazy. You know, it's taking it's big 2014 vibes when we were, upset that like Asa Jackson was getting hurt or <laughs> Danny Gore was getting hurt and was like, damn, we lost Danny Gore. Like he's our number one corner this season. You know what I'm saying? And when, <laughs> with the due respect to, to any of the guys that I mentioned, and it's like none of those guys would sit up there and tell you that they was all pros. They would all tell you, bitch, I played in the NFL and I started. It's like, yeah, that's true. But also – you were a body out there. You know what I mean? Like, And, and this is sadly – where a lot of the offensive line is playing right now is like they're all bodies. Like they're getting bodied by nobodies or, you know, from nobodies all the way up to superstars. Like everybody is eating off the Ravens offensive line with the exception of the back half of the 
Indianapolis game, a good portion of the Chargers game, uh, most of the Denver game, but absolutely none of the Las Vegas game, none of the Cincinnati game this week. Uh, Lamar was running for his life a lot against the Chiefs, even though he put up numbers at the end. You remember how much of a struggle that was. And, you know, it's just even against Detroit, you know, they they barely they even scored 20 points against Detroit, who hasn't won a game. You know what I mean? So it's like there's, you know, the run game, you know, they, they ran well two weeks ago or, you know, two games ago, I guess it was, when, you know, when all the guys against the Chargers had their little 40 or 50 piece. But then, you know, they, they couldn't even get back to the line of scrimmage against the Bengals. And we t- in the NFL, like, that's not about the running backs. That's about the line. You know what I'm saying? Because like every running back, even the old washed-up so-called running backs, can still make somebody miss and get four yards, five, seven yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can all still tote the rock. So, it's it's to a point to me where I'm like, all right, man, like, up front at this point, it's not an issue of any of y'all knowing the playbook. It's not an issue of y'all being able to communicate at this point in the season. It wasn't even that four weeks ago. Or at least it wasn't excusable for that to be the case, like they were trying to do in week one against uh, the Raiders and, and possibly even in week two. But, you know, I'm sitting there looking at it like, yo, do y'all want to actually be good or don't you? Do you want to be productive or don't you? Like, are you tired of going three and out? Are you tired of having drive stall? Are you tired of not celebrating touchdowns? Like, are you? Because if you are, you'll start fucking blocking better, consistently better, because the team has shown that they can do it. That's what's so frustrating about this specific offense. You know, while this is definitely one of the lower tier lines that the Ravens have had, this is definitely one of the best skill groups they've had, and it's definitely one of the best skill groups that Lamar's had, possibly the best. And especially when Boyle comes back. But it's all because of the line. Because the line makes Mark Ingram and Gus and J.K. and these guys that much better than Latavius and Devontae Freeman and Tyson and whoever else we got running the ball this year. Uh, Le'Veon. So that really, to me, is is on a level where you can end trust issues. Is if they block, they'll make a playoff run. If they block, they will make a playoff run. And if they consistently block really well, they'll make a Super Bowl run. Because it's not going to matter how good the defense is. If we can run the football and employ the passing game that we've shown is there, nobody's going to be able to stop us. If Lamar's getting blocking, as you can see with all of these Dilfer's dimes that he's thrown this season, you can't stop him. Even these old running backs can still make plays if you block for them. Pat Ricard is still knocking the shit out of people. So it's there. Same for the defense. Defense has shown dominance at times this season. Marlon Humphrey has shown number one corner status this season. 
Deshaun Elliott has shown he can't come back because he costs too much money. He's had those moments this year. But besides that, who set the world on fire here? Like, besides that, who has done that? You know what I mean? So it's it's like where where I'm sitting is more along the lines of, all right, um, are we really prepared to waste Lamar's last affordable season where we should be looking at at least one Super Bowl appearance by now, and this should be the second Super Bowl appearance, if not the first or second Super Bowl victory. And now we're sitting up here like, if you look at the rest of the schedule, right? Now, for anybody who's a fan and doesn't know what the rest of the schedule is, I'm going to make you a little nervous about how the rest of the season is going to go. This week, home for Minnesota. Then on Thursday, at Miami. Then at Chicago. Then home for the Browns. Then at Pittsburgh. And the Browns game is a primetime game. Then at Pittsburgh. Then at Cleveland. Then home for the Packers. Then at the Bengals. Then home for the Rams and home for the Steelers to round out the season. The Rams, who, by the way, have Von Miller now. So, listen. End of the day. Regardless of the injuries and everything else that's going against this team, no other team is that much better than them from top to bottom right now. No other team is that much better than they are. It's just about all the guys that they have going to continue to play almost to their potential or play at and surpass what they even thought their potential was. For Jamar Chase to be able to single-handedly beat the whole defense. (laughs) Because Jamar Chase and C.J. Uzoma decided that they were going to be who they could be that day. We got smashed by damn it, 30 points. Mark Andrews and Hollywood in that Colts game decided that they were better than the Colts that day. And what's crazy is neither one of them had a crazy performance. Marquise had like nine catches for like 120 yards. It's like an average Reggie Wayne game. (laughs) He didn't do nothing crazy. And that's how much of an impact was felt on the field and in real life. And especially for the Ravens in comparison to anything we'd ever experienced because we've never been able to come back from 10 points down consistently, let alone 20 plus points down. So you see that the team has the championship attitude, quote unquote, and the character and the this and the that. And it's just kind of like, okay, while that's true, um, I, I just don't really see the, I don't see that polish in that command 
of the game that championship teams typically display. Too many games in a row. I'm pretty sure it's been every game in the season that the Ravens start either three and out or with a turnover or a punt of some sort. I don't think the Ravens have scored a touchdown on the first drive this season. Please, somebody prove me wrong with the one game that we did. <laughs> we kicked the field goal on our first drive of the game. It's rare that opposing teams don't find success against our defense early in games. That's rare. The Lions did. The Broncos did. The Chiefs did. The Chargers even got a couple first downs before Chuck made a play. The Raiders definitely did after that first stop. So it's – I'm just saying, man, like, I don't I don't ever at all doubt that we have the players. I just the coaching, man. How are we gonna use these jokers? How are we gonna use them? How are we gonna use them? I don't wanna ever worry about are we better than another team? Talent-wise, until I can consider that our coaches are going to do the best that they can with who they got at all times. Because it's been proven too many seasons for me as somebody who really pays attention to this team and to how it stacks up and to how it's put together and what they're trying to do and all of this. Like, you've had too many times where you've had way too good a roster for you to have had the the end result that you did, John Harbaugh-led teams. Ozzy has fed you too many guys. The Costa has fed you too many guys that your coordinators and your position coaches have not turned out to be monsters in the way that they could be and that they should be. So I'm just, you know, at this point, guys, I'm I'm just I'm trying to enjoy the season. But this was a season that we came into with such high hopes and so many high expectations and just got absolutely decimated by injuries in the preseason to the point that it's just like, all right, yo, like, you can't be mad at anything that happens this year, but at the same time, like, come on, guys. Like, let's fucking get it, man. Like, let's, let's, let's win. Like, why not? You know, I want Lamar to have his signature season right now. But if you're getting my man hit 10 times a game when he's not even scrambling or design running, then it ain't going to happen. I've said it before, yo, we're not ready for the trauma of a serious injury to Lamar. Like, violence will go up in the city because people are going to be in that bad of a mood for days. If we have to watch Lamar get his shit broke off because fucking Ben Powers and Bradley Bozeman can't fucking talk. 
or Villanueva is executing on his Steelers plant contract. Because he's a Steelers plant, yo. You're going to make eye contact with T.J. Watt in these next couple games, yo. I'm telling you. Came to the Ravens all because the Ravens knelt in uh, London. <laughs> when when Ray Coon Lewis was like, humbles on two knees. I was praying for these young times. Your bitch ass out of here. Man. Oh, so disappointing. Anyway. Man, what a happy Trust Issues episode, y'all. I mean, I, I have not ever been around a more jubilant fan than myself right now. <laughs> Listen, man, it's, you know, it's 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 one of them things, man, where it's like there's how do you feel about the team? How do you how do you look at what they're supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Like like where where is the confidence that you have in the team? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. They made the runs from running the football. They built a team to play through his running backs and tight ends. All the running backs got hurt. The most important important lineman didn't recover from a devastating injury that he probably didn't have no business recovering from in that timetable anyway. Have to trade away the next best thing you got to him out of necessity. You get a generational defensive talent in return who's made three of the five biggest defensive plays the team has made all season already. But we need to see Oa get better. And what I appreciate for the bye week for the rookies is is that's going to be when you can see how good does this kid take coaching. Because what Oa should be in the position to do coming off of the bye week is sit there with his coaches and extensively examine, analyze every single frame of every single rep he's taken this season. I think he's doing a really good job against the run. It's wild how many tackles he makes on the opposite side of the field from when he started. His hustle is crazy. And I I think that he, talking about Odafe, has the ability to – be an all pro I think that it's going to get to a point where it's going to be between him and TJ Watt as the best defensive front seven players in the league and they're in the same division you know and I wouldn't mind Dalen Hayes and him forming a tandem Certainly looks like it's unfortunately not going to be Tyus Bowser. Which is sad. You 
Bowser is the exact type of player that we wanted to build our team around. Bowser and Chucks and Boyles and Brandon Williams and guys like that. Second, third, fourth, fifth round picks. Play out the rookie deal. Take a deal that's 60% or so of the top dollar value at their position. And hope that they can play their role. And Bowser hasn't played his role this year. Biggest reason why I'm very nervous about the defense above all else, guys, is they don't fucking tackle. And I, off the top of my head, guys, I'm struggling to remember which season it was. I think it was 17 or 18. Maybe it was 16 or 17. It was one. Of, it was a Joe season. But we lost, like, three out of the last four games, and we needed to win like two out of four of them to still be in playoff contention type shit. And we lost every single one of those games because we just couldn't tackle in the fourth quarter or like we, and we couldn't get a pass rush. Like it wasn't even that they were allowing catches. It was like a, a catch a, a quick out, but then the guy breaks the tackle and goes up field for another 20 yards type shit. <laughs> All that type stuff. So now – um. You know, where I'm at, man, is I'm just really hoping that they had an attitude adjustment in this time off because the two issues that they have right now come down to just that attitude, blocking, tackling, which seem to be the most important aspects of football, if you ask anybody knows about football. Blocking and tackling, simply the most important aspects of the sport. And it's even funny when you hear blocking and tackling used as a freaking expression in corporate settings and the like. So, you know, I, I, I just hope that this team fucking wants it. And, you know, these are the moments where, you know, you talk about a quarterback providing leadership crazy that those are kind of the two things that the quarterback can't really provide a ton of leadership on because he can't yell at his line (laughs) definitely not publicly but he can't really yell at his line and he can't shit on the defense and not even shit on but like he can't really like fucking like get at them like that you know that's why every you know all the fucking great teams that have had a quarterback have had some sort of like defensive leader that was putting shit together. I remember that was the big thing for the Broncos when they won those last two uh, Super Bowls with John Elway when they got Neil Smith. And he was the defensive leader, you know what I mean? So that they had all the talented, you know, Atwater and Mobley and fucking give me one more guy for that team. Ma to Savannah, I think was on that team. <laughs> but fucking, you know, those guys and fucking Romanowski bitch ass, those guys wound up holding shit down on defense just enough to let them win. You know what I mean? And, you know, obviously we're talking about late 90s football when I'm making those references, but at the same time, the sport is still the sport, especially when the most fundamental in air quote old school aspects of the game is what you're struggling at the most. You can't do the other shit without this shit. If you can't, Count on your DBs to fucking tackle. You can't fucking blitz. 
If you can't count on your line of block, you can't do no fucking waggles and bootleg actions and all of this shit to fucking get Lamar fucking on the run, creating and doing what he does best. If they, if they have to fucking dodge a fucking fat boy in his face every fucking two seconds after the snap and shit, like, what is he supposed to do? As we see. And as I've maintained over the last several trust issues, I think this is number six. As I've maintained, I think Lamar's been hurt since, like, week two. So hopefully that's another thing that happened this over the buys. My, my son got a little healthier. And we can take it from there, man. But, yo, I think that's enough for right now. I think I think, I think we've discussed enough trust issues for now. Uh, bold prediction I wanted, I do want to make for the back half of the season, and I actually believe this. I think that Marquise Brown is going to have what will go down as the best season of a receiver in Ravens history. I think that he is so open so often. Um, and I think that Lamar is going to start to trust more quick throws to him that he's going to be able to just roast somebody on some destroying shit and fucking just get, get going on people. I think, I think Marquise Hollywood Brown is going to turn in the best season for, I should say a drafted Raven receiver. I don't know if he'll quite surpass Steve Smith. If he has, what was he have against Cincinnati that one year? He had like 14 catches for 200 yards or some shit that one game. But I, I doubt that he's going to do that. But I'm telling y'all, man, I, I think that he actually, man, is very, very talented. And I just hope that he believes in himself more. Stays true to his game. And I, I think he's going to be an absolute weapon. A big, big, big problem. Um, especially if they try to take away Mark Andrews in the scramble. But none of that fucking matters if we don't block. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Again, follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at You Heard Me, D-A-W-G, at You Heard Me, Dog. This is Dez. And the You Heard Me podcast is going to be back. We going crazy. Uh, episode 70 is the next one. Make sure y'all share. Make sure y'all five-star. <laughs>